Have you been a victim of nurse bullying? Have you witnessed a nurse bully in action? If so, you're not alone. Let's talk about nurse-on-nurse bullying and lateral violence right here on episode 152 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am really grateful that you're tuning in right now, whether you've been listening for months or years. Thank you from my heart to yours for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that will get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of podcasters over at PulseMediaNetwork.com. Please check out our small but growing family of podcasts. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, hop on over to NurseKeith.com forward slash episode 152. That's NurseKeith.com forward slash the word episode 152. Anyway, I am thrilled you're here. Let's jump into the studio. Come on with me and we will dig into today's topic. Folks, bullying has been an issue in nursing since time immemorial. Don't ask me why. I really don't know. There are lots of theories about why this is so. There are many hypotheses about why nurses bully each other. I often fall to the notion of internalized oppression because nurses have been part of the larger medical paradigm forever. And, well, there's been lots of oppression from the top down, from the physician world to the nursing world, so I believe certain nurses have internalized that oppression and then, in turn, turn on one another. So this happens all the time. We call it bullying. We call it lateral violence. We call it nurse-on-nurse bullying. We call it horizontal violence. So bullying, by any other name, is the same thing. So no matter what we call it, no matter how we look at it, no matter how we pull it apart or break it down, it's the same thing. It is nurses being unkind and uncivil to others. Now, speaking of civility, we often also refer to it as incivility in the workplace. We can also refer to it as aberrant behavior. That's a word I really like using. (laughs) And there are plenty of other ways to look at this, and there are many lenses through which we can examine bullying. But the thing is, many of you out there have experienced it. Now, we often think of bullying as something that happens from older, more seasoned nurses towards novice nurses, and that is fairly common, we have to admit. We are also now getting reports and seeing some documentation of bullying the other way around. We have younger nurses bullying the older nurses because they're older, they move more slowly, they are less adept with technology, they're a little slower on the uptake when, say, a new electronic medical record comes to the fore, and those digital natives, those younger nurses, can pick up that new software at the snap of a finger or the drop of a hat. So the bullying goes back and forth between the generations. It also goes laterally within the generations. So you might have a 50-year-old brand new nurse comes on the unit, and there's a nurse who's maybe her age or a little older who bullies or intimidates or harasses or discriminates against her because she's older, because she's not so experienced, or maybe because that nurse senses that this nurse is a potential victim. So that victimhood 
per se, is another reason why nurses feel they can prey on others because they see someone who's weak or maybe has lower self-confidence or needs a little more help or needs a holding hand to get her through a difficult shift. And this can be a trigger for a more experienced nurse or less experienced nurse to lean in and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to bully you. I'm going to treat you poorly. I'm going to be uncivil. I am going to harass you or turn my back on you. As I've often done, and I will do it again and again, I want to call your attention to the work of my friend Renee Thompson. She is known as at RT Connections on Twitter and also on Facebook. But please note that Renee's brand has made a little shift recently in late 2017 and early 2018 to com. But if you go to rtconnections.com, it'll take you to the same website. Renee is a well-known speaker. She speaks all over the country, actually internationally. She's my very good friend and nurse entrepreneur colleague, and she also consults directly with large and small healthcare systems and hospitals to help them with their onboarding programs, to help them create a more civil workplace environment, and also to identify and rid a facility or institution of its resident nurse bullies or non-nurse bullies. So Renee is a great resource. Your hospital or healthcare organization might want to hire her to come in as a consultant and help you get those bullies out of there. And she can also help you individually if you've been bullied. She has lots of resources. So definitely go to ReneeThompsonSpeaks.com, check her out. Also subscribe to her newsletter because she sends out some great content as well as videos that she has up on her YouTube and her Facebook channels. And she's just an all-around awesome human being. I am looking at her book. It's in my hot little hands right now. It is called Do No Harm, Applies to Nurses Too, Strategies to Protect and Bullyproof Yourself at Work. This is one of my Bibles when it comes to writing about and talking about bullying and nursing, and I highly recommend you pick up a copy. You can find it on Amazon or just head over to Renee's website and you can find all of her different publications and resources that are there for you, some of which are free, some of which you will need to purchase. I am looking at her book right now in chapter two, which is called Meet the Bullying Family. On page 17, she has this great graph that you can fill out. It's actually a chart. And it says, assess your experience with bullying. Have you experienced or witnessed these behaviors? Now, I'm not going to read all of these behaviors to you, but I am going to cherry pick a few that just jump out at me. So the first one is being yelled at, criticized, or cursed at in front of others. Now, I have actually heard from nurses who've told me that there's a nurse on their unit who will yell or criticize him or her in front of patients and in front of colleagues. Now, in front of colleagues is one thing that can be pretty demoralizing, but being yelled at in front of patients, God, what does that do for the patient's trust in the staff and in you? I mean, that is just so egregiously unprofessional, I can't even contain myself. But also yelling at another colleague in front of other colleagues is totally unprofessional as well. The next one is being mocked or having a nurse roll his or her eyes at you or another nurse. That is actually a form of bullying. That is a very subtle, quiet, nonverbal form of bullying, but it is bullying and incivility nonetheless. I bet a lot of you right now are saying, yes, yes, I've seen it, or yes, I've experienced it. So, This is not acceptable behavior. Here's another one. 
being excluded by certain nurses from routine lunches, celebrations, or social events. That is a very subtle way of cutting you out, of keeping you on the outside of the inner circle. Here's another one. Seeing nurses treated nicely to their faces but mocked or insulted behind their backs. I'm sure a lot of you are nodding your heads right now saying, yep, I see it all the time. Then there's being the target of gossip or rumors, receiving threats of physical violence, having a nurse refuse to help you or another nurse with information or needed assistance with particular forms of patient care. And here's another one that a nurse who called me told me she'd experienced. There were nurses on her unit who would actually hide the equipment that she needed to perform certain tasks with her patients. How horrible is that? I mean, to hide a piece of equipment that you need to care for a patient, that's just not bullying you. That's actually potentially harming the patient. So folks, if you see stuff like this, this is the stuff that needs to be documented because we need to fight back against this sort of egregious behavior. Now, on page 20 of Renee's really excellent book, she talks about the difference between overt behavior and covert behavior. Now, overt behavior would be active behavior like yelling, criticizing, intimidating, threatening, etc. Even rolling your eyes or gossiping, that would be overt because it's something that can be seen. Now, the covert, the more passive or passive-aggressive behavior, is equally as toxic It's harder or almost impossible to document, but it can be really hurtful and it can impact your self-confidence, your ability to perform your job, the ability of your patients to trust you, and also poisons the relationships between you and the rest of the team. So one might be excluding others. So that's covert because it's not something necessarily spoken. It just happens. There's assigning unfair workloads. I have also heard reports of this from people who have called me upset about their workplace conditions. One is sabotaging. Like I mentioned, that would be covert because you can't really see it, but something has happened to sabotage the performance of the care you need to perform. Sarcasm is somewhat passive and covert and also undermining you in whatever way it happens, just like from a side remark or something that's said or something that's done very subtly, this sort of covert behavior is insidious, but it's equally as unpleasant and horrible as an overt aggressive physical behavior. Now, a big piece of what Renee does in her work is helping nurses understand how to bullyproof themselves. Because if you have the characteristics or you exert an aura of a lack of self confidence or quote unquote weakness, then a bully will see you as a potential target. So, Renee has many, many recommendations here for you to bullyproof yourself. But here are some fundamental recommendations that Renee makes. Look people in the eye when you talk to them. Eye contact is very powerful. It lets them see into you and it lets them know that you see them. This is a very subtle but effective way of being assertive is making eye contact. Have you ever seen a person who's really, really shy or just extremely uncertain unsure of themselves, what does that person do? They look away. They look down. So yes, looking people in the eye is an assertive form of silent communication. 
Walk tall with your shoulders back and your head held high. Your posture does say a lot about you. Insist upon expressing your opinions as well as listening to the opinions of others. Check your volume. If you tend to speak very softly, raise your voice. So if you're one of those very soft-speaking, shy people who looks down and doesn't make eye contact and speaks very softly without a tone of assurance and assertiveness, you definitely need to turn that around. Avoid apologizing unless you have a genuinely good reason to. You know those people who will say, hey, you know, I need a little help, but, you know, I'm really sorry. Could you help me with this catheterization? What you need to do instead is walk in and say, hey, everyone, I need a little help with this catheterization. Who would like to come in and help me? It's a very different energy that you bring to this situation. Speak with pride about your heritage. Speak with pride about where your family comes from. Don't give that bully anything to stick her hooks into. Don't show any weakness or signs of let's say, lower self-esteem about your ethnicity, your religion, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, etc. When Renee talks about how to lay the foundation of protecting yourself, she has a lot of information and examples here about how to talk about what you're experiencing. So being very straightforward in your communication with a bully or someone who is exhibiting very uncivil behavior, you want to be very specific. You don't want to necessarily say things like, you're always yelling, because that's vague. Renee says that is way too vague. You need to see something like, I'm concerned that patient safety is being compromised by the way that you're yelling at everyone right in front of all the patients. That is a very specific, assertive type of communication. You can start your honest statement with something like, I'm not comfortable with dot, dot, dot. I'm not comfortable with the way you're speaking with me right now. Or you could say something like, it's unfair and unprofessional to criticize me in front of patients. If you want to discuss my performance as a nurse, let's do it in private. So you see how that assertive communication is going to put the bully off a little bit. She or he's going to be like, whoa, this person's pretty self-confident. I don't think I want to go there. So that is another form of arming yourself and stealing yourself against the bully and creating an assertive presentation that they're going to be less than likely to want to try to penetrate. You know, nurses, this book is just so amazing. Renee is just an expert. She is just an incredible human being and a nurse, and she knows what she is talking about. When you want to educate yourself and educate your colleagues about this stuff, Renee is really the top resource in the entire country, maybe the world, on nurse-on-nurse bullying. So you definitely want to look into her stuff. She also recommends that you be prepared to defend yourself and others around issues surrounding differences, like I just mentioned, gender orientation, sexuality your marital status, your race, your ethnicity, anything like that at all. Here are some responses Renee suggests to respond to a bully, and you'll know exactly what these are responding to when you hear them. So I'm going to read these five to you right now, right in a row. What does my hair have to do with how I deliver patient care? Is there a reason that you mentioned my degree as part of our conversation about our patients? How does the color of my skin affect the work at hand? Help me to understand what my being male has to do with this project. I don't find jokes about my gender funny or relevant to patient care. Let's focus on the job we're here to do. So you can see that this level of assertiveness is something that Renee really brings forward in all of her recommendations in this book. 
Because assertive communication and assertive body language is really the core. It's the core of how you protect yourself against a bully. And if any of you have experienced this, and if any of you need help figuring out how to respond to a bully who's haunting you, who's dogging you at the workplace, get in touch with me and I will send you as many resources as possible. We can also have a chat on the phone or Skype or FaceTime to talk about your particular workplace, to talk about the experiences that you're having, and to talk about whether you can fix this situation or if you need to just grab a parachute and jump. Because sometimes you'll work in an environment where bullying is tolerated and maybe tacitly encouraged, so you need to be able to know when it's time to go. Like that old Michelle Shocked song that I loved so much from the early 1980s, the secret of a long life is knowing when it's time to go. And sometimes you can't fix a toxic workplace. You can't fix a workplace culture where bullying is tolerated or encouraged. And you may want to try to champion the situation, band together with other nurses and fight back. And that is awesome. You can get Renee to come in and try to root the bullies out. But if it's a super entrenched environment, if people are dropping like flies, the attrition rate is high, and there's no buy-in, there's nobody there who's willing to partner with you, you can't do this alone, my friends. If it's super entrenched, if it feels like, man, this is a cesspool that's never going to change, then it might be time for you to exit stage left. So one more piece of advice that Renee gives that's very, very important is this notion of naming the behavior. An example of naming the behavior is if a bully or just another colleague is behaving in a way that you feel is inappropriate, you name it out loud. For example, you're yelling and screaming at me in front of patients and their families. That makes it very clear what you've seen and you are naming it. Or I saw you roll your eyes when I asked you for help with a patient. You're calling that bully out. You could also say something like, This morning during the staff meeting when our manager acknowledged my recent BSN, I heard you snicker and I saw you roll your eyes. So you see how naming the behavior isn't vague at all. This is telling the bully exactly what you saw. And this is telling the bully that you are watching them. You know that movie Meet the Parents with Ben Stiller? And his father-in-law is looking at him and he's saying, I'm watching you. It's that same thing. You can go to the bully and, you know, put your two fingers near your eyes and then point your fingers at them and say, I'm watching you. I know what you're doing. I know what you're up to. You can scare that bully. You can scare that bully senseless. And who knows? You might change them. And if they can't change, get them out of there or get yourself out of there. Now, finally, nurses, on page um, 129 of Renee's book, she goes to a place that might make some of you uncomfortable. And it's there to make you uncomfortable for a reason. And the question is, what if you're the bully? I've seen Renee give her bullying talk many, many times. She gives an amazing keynote address, by the way. And Renee asks this question, and it is a super, super uncomfortable question to consider, but some of us actually need to examine our own behavior. So there is an assessment on page 129 and 130 asking you these questions. In my work environment, do I roll my eyes or make mean faces behind other people's backs? Do I go out of my way to help some of my coworkers, but not others? I sometimes ridicule a new or inexperienced coworker. Sometimes at work, 
I make people cry. I think most of my coworkers are incompetent. Other people seem scared to give me their opinions. So it's not a comfortable thing to realize that you may be exhibiting some of these behaviors. You may not be a quote-unquote full-on bully, but maybe you're involved in something at work that you could change. Maybe you engage in gossip. You take part. Or maybe, by dint of your silence, you're complicit with bullying or complicit with gossiping. So if you're sitting in the nurse's station and several other nurses are mocking and quietly laughing and snickering about another nurse, you can turn to them and say, you know what? You're mocking and snickering at our friend, Laura. That's really unprofessional. I would like you to stop. So you can model good behavior by leaning in and telling those who are engaging in the negative behavior that it's not okay. That is a hard thing to do, my friends. I understand. It's hard to be the one that's may be perceived as sanctimonious or goody-two-shoes or someone who's too good for everyone else. But you know what? This is our workplace, and our workplace has a lot to do with our patients. The patients are really the end goal. We're looking for positive patient outcomes. And this type of behavior, this incivility, this bullying and discrimination and harassment, you know what it does? It undermines our own confidence. It undermines the culture, or it creates a certain negative culture that eventually impacts patients, whether they hear it or if they just sense it energetically. So I want you to walk away from this podcast episode with a couple things. I want you to walk away understanding that you're not alone. I want you to walk away knowing that if you are engaging in any of these behaviors, you can stop right now. I also want you to understand that you can bully-proof yourself, you can make yourself less of a target, and you can also step in and not be complicit via your silence, and you can step in and actively stop, put a stop to uncivil, aberrant behavior that's happening in your workplace. Nurses, I know this isn't easy. I know this is kind of the ugly underbelly of nursing, but a lot of us see it. A lot of us experience it because you know what? I hear from nurses every day, and there are lots of people getting in touch with me and also contacting Renee Thompson almost every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year to let us know that this stuff is going on. And in the face of a nursing shortage, in the face of us needing these millennial nurses to come into the profession and feel supported, we need to make sure that the bullying buck stops right here, stops with us, and doesn't continue. So we can create a more positive culture. We can not just bully-proof ourselves. We can get those bullies out of there. We can take the reins of the culture of our workplaces. We can create workplaces where people want to work, where people thrive, where people come into work and feel supported, where everyone doesn't have to get along famously and be best friends. We can have workplaces that are civil, where people can at least work alongside one another pleasantly. They don't have to love each other. They don't have to go out for a beer. They don't have to have lunch together or look at each other's pictures of kids. But we can work side by side, get our work done, create amazing patient outcomes, and go home feeling really good about the work we do. It is possible. It's done all the time. And you can do it too. So there you have it, folks. Another diatribe from Nurse Keith. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Nurse Keith Show and indulging me in talking today about an uncomfortable subject that is so important to continue to talk about. 
I hope you feel uplifted, empowered, and informed by this episode, and I encourage you to take inspired action every single day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development and your personal happiness. And did you know you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right, you can join Wendy Davidson and Scott Sullivan giving a small pledge every month to the Nurse Keith Show through my Patreon page. This helps support the promotion of the show, the production of the show, and the growth of the Nurse Keith Nation. Just head over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith and learn about the prizes and surprises you will get in return for your support, including free coaching. So the Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by the amazing Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com. My thanks to Tim and his team at The Podcasting Group for producing the show. I couldn't do it without them. And my hats off to Mark Cappiespeason for his wonderful social media promotion and his support of everything that I do behind the scenes. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Leave a voicemail by clicking on the bright pink banner on the far left side of the homepage. You can leave me a voicemail and I will play it on the show and answer your question. How cool is that? And did you know my new book is out? It's called Aspire to be Inspired, Creating a Nursing Career That Matters. Find it on Amazon. Buy it for a friend for Nurses Week. Buy it for yourself for Nurses Week. And I thank you so much for checking it out. So my friends, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and keep tuning in again and again to The Nurse Keith Show as we continue to figure out how to make your career more satisfying and more inspired and fun and fulfilling than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, seek joy, and most of all, keep in touch with me and let me know how you are. Adios till next time. From beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico, this is Nurse Keith, and I'm out. 